Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I wasn't really working with someone to do it with me. And so then at that point, I think I started doing hypnosis. And then that's what, you know, it helped me to basically reprogram myself again and get myself out of that. And then I got always one thing led to the other. So then I got recruited into mortgages and then going through that. And it's just, it's never been an option, you know, like even going through mortgages, there was many times where I felt like I wanted to quit. I'm like, this is too hard. You know, it's not happening or thinking, taking the easy way out, getting a regular job. And I said, no, no, like I have to make it because what I want is freedom. And this was the way that I knew could give me the freedom the soonest. So, you know, that thing of fighting, it's just always been, but it's been more like continue to fight through doing the right thing. Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dream Catchers Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. And I've got the pleasure of having Barbara with me today. Melissa, how are things out in Orange? What do you say, Irvine, Ooh. Orange County? Which one is it? Yes. Everything is great here. A little cloudy today, but the weather is always nice. So, you know, happy about that. Well, I mean, didn't they make a song about like it never raining in Southern California or something like that, did it? I don't know. All I know is that we pay for the weather and you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> People always say, oh, it's so expensive in California. Yes, we pay for the weather and it's worth it. That's my line and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Man, so Holly Maginosi put us together and I always get uncomfortable when I say her last name because it's like, am I going to mess this up? But I think I got it right. So this is super exciting episode for me because you have such an inspirational story. And so before we dive in, won't you tell the listeners a little bit about your background before we dive into this thing that you've been working on the stream you've been catching? So, well, I was born and raised in Mexico and uh, moved here to the States about 12 years ago. So I had my kids were little. They were newborn and a three-year-old. And shortly after I moved here, about eight months later, I got divorced. And by my own choices, you know, I ended up in a place where I was by myself with no job, no money, no friends, no family, and just had to figure it out. And one thing led to the other, personal development classes, and then neurolinguistic programming and different things throughout the last 10 years that 
helped me go through my struggles and my hardships as a single mom and also, you know, as immigrant because I didn't really have anybody here. So in a nutshell, you know, I went through a lot of different things like a lot of people do, you know, regardless whether they've been in this country, they were born or not. The point of the story is, you know, being in the place of struggle to the point where you just don't want to live anymore you feel so overwhelmed with life or I felt that way you know where I was at a moment where I didn't have money to pay my rent to pay for food it was just so much stress and feeling like you know I just can't keep going and looking at my kids and having them give me that strength to keep going well was definitely one of the key factors however there's faith and, you know, miracles and God that also took place. And I always knew that I would be sharing my story at some point. And this was over 10 years ago. And now here I am sharing my story, but more than my story, sharing the tools that I've learned that helped me get unstuck when I was. Now, when did you realize you were the queen Latina? Ah, (laughs) Well, you know what? That's a great question. I actually just changed my name to that not too long ago. It was uh, last year. And I remember my sister, you know, family's always the one that they're like, all right, you're the queen. What makes you the queen? You know, (laughs) and I knew that's a controversial name because it's like, what makes you the queen Latina? Well, I'm the one that claimed it, period. (laughs) That's how I look at it. And that's how it is in life, right? The learning of that is we're the ones that decide to claim our throne or not. And that's what the book is about, Awaken the Queen Within, to claim your own throne. Obviously, in your case, your kingdom as a king or a queen. But it's the same thing, you know, like to stop waiting for someone to recognize you or to discover you and, you know, discover yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. So I said to myself, well, she's like, well, you're not all that, that queen. I'm like, well, that's fine. But now I have a name to live up to. So it's like, it's something for me to live up to as well. Not just like I'm declaring I am, but it's also a bar that I set for myself of a way of living for me. So how did it come about? You said it happened last year. What happened? Like, there's always a story that goes with these types of things. Come on, give me the goods. You're good. You're good, Jerome. (laughs) So I was actually watching a movie with my ex-boyfriend and we were watching the Queen Latifah. And he said, (laughs) and we were talking about the Queen Latifah. He's like, ah, the Queen Latina. And uh, we looked at each other. I grabbed my phone and I went into GoDaddy and registered the domain. That's how it happened. Just. That's it. That's it. Because, okay, so here's the backstory to that. Before the Queen Latina, I had done this show in Spanish that it's it was called Todologa. And Todologa, it's a made-up word for everythingologist. It's the literal translation is everythingologist. So you know how it always, like in marketing and business, they tell you, you have to market yourself as one thing. You have to be the specialist as one thing. And I was like, you know what? That feels very limiting to me. I don't want to be just Melissa, the mortgage expert. I am way more than mortgages because that's my job. That's my business, right? And then I'm like, well, I love personal development. I love health. I love this. My philosophy in life is to have everything and to have a balance of everything. 
spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. So Todologa was that, but it wasn't as catchy as good for, you know, the name. And when it was like, I, but I knew I wanted something that was, that would encompass a lot of things. And so what better than a queen, right? A queen encompass it really, you can fit in anything. I could talk to you tomorrow about fitness and the queen Latina fits right in. I could talk to you about mortgages. I could talk to you about personal development and there's nothing a queen wouldn't really, you know, dive in into or be involved in. So that's the story behind. Okay. All right. So you kind of set me up and I'm just going to run down all of the rabbit holes because you open up all the doors. So all right. you said something that most people would be absolutely terrified. You said basically that the pressure was so crushing that you almost don't want to live anymore. And then you looked at the little people mm-hmm. that are medium people now and you realized that you had to keep going. Yes. So <laughs> how did you end up in that dark space? Was it just because you were in a foreign country all alone or not all alone, but not in the relationship anymore. Like walk us into that path and then we'll walk out and get to the awaken the queen within. Sure. Well, you know, it was already years after my divorce and it wasn't just like a one-time thing. It was like, there were times where the pressure was constant. So it was always the financial pressure that as a single mom was hard to thrive, to survive. Let's start with survive and then thrive. However, at the same time, it's not like I was ever poor, but in my mind, I felt that it was the end of the world because I had a standard of living that I was used to when growing up. And right now, you know, I've been living in Irvine for five years. It's not cheap city, I'll tell you that. It's probably one of the most expensive. So then I was struggling to keep up with, the standard of living that was acceptable for me and my kids. And so, but regardless, in my mind, there would be this pressure of like, what if I get evicted? What if I, you know, don't have, it was just this fear of not knowing how was I going to make it because I was in a commission job. I refused to have a regular job because I didn't want to have a ceiling and I want to have my freedom. So anyway, I'm in this place and it was just this overwhelming feeling of just being exhausted of life, being exhausted of the struggle, of the constant struggle of feeling like, kind of like if you imagine, I picture it like swimming that jail, Alcatraz, you know, escaping from Alcatraz and you're swimming and then you're just like swimming and you're like, (gasps) and that's how I felt. I just felt that I just could not get a break. And it was just like, I'm just done. I'm just so tired. I don't care. Like, just take me. However, on that moment, on those thoughts, you know, I was like curled up in my bathroom in the cold floor and started thinking, you know, what my kid's life would be if I was, you know, they have their dad. And I was like, well, they be with their dad. What would they do without their mom? And that I couldn't bear the thought. So it was like, no, it's not an option. You know, quitting your failure is not an option. You have to keep going. And then I remember there was this one song from Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston that came up and that song saved me so many times. The one of the Prince of Egypt. There can be miracles when you believe. And there's a part where it says, you know, doesn't always happen when you ask. 
but if you believe, and I will remember because I was like, well, it's not happening right now. And I'm asking, and I know I've been asking and it hasn't happened, but doesn't mean because it hasn't happened, it's not going to happen. And, you know, I just kept applying myself and going back to the things that I knew it worked that had gotten me out of the hole before, which was, you know, personal development and hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming and series of other things that kept coming up as tools to help me out. Wow. So you're talking about stuff most people are scared of, hypnosis, NLP. Like, how did you get into those? I don't even know what to call it. I want to call it magic. But how'd you get into those? That path? Path is good. I don't want to label it. (laughs) Well, actually, it's a funny thing because when I first moved here, I think you're going to notice the theme (laughs) with the (laughs) ex-boyfriends. Uh, my my first uh, one of my ex-boyfriends like one of my first ex-boyfriends back 10 years ago or 12 years ago on our first date he told me oh seven years ago I took this class and it changed my life and I was like well what class is that I want to go I want to change my life and he just left it at that but I was so hungry I grew up in a very religious background so all I knew was what Jehovah Witnesses taught and thought that was my upbringing as growing up as a Jehovah Witness. So we weren't even allowed to read information that wasn't from the church. So when I move here and I read the book, The Secret, it was like, what? Like, it was just completely new information for me. Like, I've never heard about that. So it really opened a desire for, I always had the desire, but a new way that possibilities could be. And so after I read that, then my ex-boyfriend tells me about this class before he knows that I'm already signed up. And he's like, why you signed up? I'm like, yeah. He's like, most people, you have to like bug them to death for them to go to a personal development class. And I was already signed up. I'm kind of like an all-in type of person. So I took the first class. I saw the amazing results. And I was like, I cannot afford not to do the next. And actually... When I did the first class, a really cool miracle happened, which is actually part in my book, because that moment really marked my life and gave me evidence for miracles for the rest of my life. So the first class was $500. And, you know, I made an effort and I paid that class and then learned amazing tools, one of them being intention versus mechanism, which is being able to get the result and manifest something regardless of the how. Like you literally completely trust 100% that it's going to happen, not knowing how, because that's really not important when you really trust. And so I knew I wanted to go to the next class, which was close to $4,000, but I didn't have the money for it, but I was sure and certain that I was going to go. And I went to my employer. I asked them for if they would pay for it. I did a sales plan, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, sounds great, but we're not going to pay for your $4,000 class. And I'm like, okay, well, would you give me an advance and deduct it from my paycheck? They're like, oh, yes, thank you, but no thank you, you know? And then I'm like, okay, well, can I at least have the time off? Because it was a whole week up in a ranch, like a retreat. They're like, fine, you can have the time. Like, okay. So I started like selling all of my furniture that I had in storage. I was asking people for money. Like people thought I was going crazy because I'm like, why is she like going crazy for to come up with this money to go to this class, you know, join a cold drink, the Kool-Aid, what happened? And so I'm like on my mission to go 
all of a sudden I received a call from a friend I met there and he said, Melissa, you don't have to sell your furniture anymore unless you want to. And I'm like, well, what, what do you mean? My sponsor, he's like, I went back to Nevada and my sponsor is going to sponsor you and pay in full for the class. You don't have to pay her back. And she wants to remain anonymous. So this lady that I didn't know paid in full for my $4,000 class. And I went, had the most amazing transformational experience. Comes time for the next tech class, which is the women's leadership, another $5,000, nine days. My friend goes on a break and goes on make call. And he's like, don't worry, she's going to sponsor you for the next and the next. This lady ended up investing in me over $12,000 without me even knowing her. And when I got to those points where, you know, when I was crying in the bathroom, it's like, I know miracles can happen. I've lived them. And that was just one of them. And just like that, you know, I have many, many, many that have happened throughout my life. Like I'm sure a lot of you and a lot of people. And uh, that's how I got started with personal development. <laughs> Wait, so your friend called somebody who they knew, told them about you and your story. And they said, tell her, don't yes. worry about it. Never talk to them. Yes. And you still have never talked to them. I still have never talked to that person. Wow. Yes. And then after that, after the seminar classes are from PSI Seminars, which is a great company. And then after that, I got introduced to early with programming. So then I realized I'm like, well, this is great. Awareness is great. But I still have the same limiting beliefs. Being aware of them doesn't change them. And that's where neurolinguistic programming has been great because that's a tool to actually go in and reprogram the subconscious. Okay. And so this person, this is your fr your friend, isn't the boyfriend who said something about doing the personal development. No, Somebody totally different. It was someone I met in the class that happened to be in my small group. And he just went out of his way to get his sponsor to pay for me. <laughs> in the world. You know, I always ask who showed up to help you along the way. And so, you know, this person showed up and through their connections, you are able to continue to progress. And then you get to the awareness, you do the NLP so that you can actually change the beliefs. And then I assume your income it and career did. changes? It did. And it, you know what? It wasn't overnight. It was still an up and down because it takes whatever it takes, right? Everybody goes through their own journey. And definitely, even though I started doing NLP, Yes, I when I first did my first NLP breakthrough, I remember I was also I was in a very I was in the hole. I was in the hole. Like my account was the negative. I was in a very depressed state because I was under so much stress about it. And I remember after I did my first NLP breakthrough, then I was able to get my first $30,000 commission check and in insurance that I was doing insurance back then. And, and that was great, you know. However, it's not just like a one-time thing that, oh, now, cling, you know, the magic, and now you're never going to have problems again. Your thoughts are never going to go back. No, it's like working out, you know. If you get fit and you achieve your goal and then you stop working out, then you're going to go back to where you were. So it was still constant, you know, re realigning myself and bring and it still is you know and it's never gonna stop and it's never gonna end because there's always the next level okay and so you know you got the drip you got well like it's more of a splash it's not a drip of the thirty thousand. and then was there a point because i mean you were still questioning whether or not this thing was real 
Was there a point where you're like, I got to keep going, this is it? Or was it simply you made your mind up when you thought about your kids when you're curled up in the floor in the bathroom? I'm looking for the red pill moment where it's like, okay, it's not just about surviving, it's about thriving and I can do both. Well, you know, I just think there has been several red pill moments, several red pill moments where, you know, I got over it. And then for some reason, I went back in there and then I got myself out of it again. And because it was still a search for more, right? And a search for better, something that could be, that had the potential that I liked and that would give me the freedom, the freedom to that I needed to be with my kids and pick them up whenever I needed. But um, was your question specifically? I don't think I... Yeah, the red pill moment. Like, it seems like there were kind of fits and starts. You were starting and then it was like, I I don't know if it's real, but I'm going to keep going because I believe that there is something else out here that's better for me. And then you kind of came back. But, you know, it was, you weren't certain, right? There's this moment for most people when they go on this journey where it's like, I'm absolutely certain there is no turning back. I have no other option. This is the only way out is sleep. And so that's what I'm looking for from you is like that, a big moment. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. Right. Well, yeah, it was that moment where I'm like, you know, thinking, I don't know, I can keep going. And then I'm like, I have to keep going. (laughs) There is no other way. There is no other way. And, you know, started committing again to my personal growth because like I said, it's a commitment that has to be ongoing. So I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped uh, doing the NLP because I wasn't really working with someone to do it with me. And so then at that point, I think I started doing hypnosis. And then that's what, you know, helped me to basically reprogram myself again and, and get myself out of that. And then I got one thing, always one thing led to the other. So then I got recruited into mortgages and then going through that. And it's just, it's just, it's never been an option, you know, like even going through mortgages, there was many times where I felt like I wanted to quit. I'm like, this is, this is too hard. You know, it's not happening or, or thinking, taking the easy way out, getting a regular job. And I said, no, no, like I have to make it because what I want is freedom. And this was the way that I knew could give me the freedom the soonest. So you know, that thing of fighting, it's its just always been, but it's been more like continue to fight through doing the right thing. Say more about that. Okay. So becoming committed to discipline, to doing yoga, meditating, to reading, to doing therapy, to whatever it took so that on a regular basis, I continue to upbuild myself so that if I faced a difficult moment, a stressful moment, it doesn't leave me staying down, is that I can, like we all have them, I still do, I have hard days, and I stay down for maybe two hours, three hours, four hours at the most, you know, a day, and that's it, you know, it. I don't dwell on it anymore, because I have tools to help me 
get back up quickly. Yeah. And so in the red pill model, we talk about self-image, relationships, work, and then the next level is health. And so what you just talked about, you're equipping yourself, right, to take on the day, whatever may come, to go into battle, and then to be successful in actually being in that battle. A lot of times, like, we let the self-image, the relationships, and the work just totally destroy us, create all kinds of stress, and then we aren't able to focus on our health. And then that usually leads to dis-ease or disease, and people just continue to go down the toilet bowl is what I call it. You got to figure out how to hop out and put yourself in a strong position. And so, you know, the things that you just laid out, I think are some of the best tools that any of us can utilize in order to make sure we stay sane in a world that I think is insane a lot. So you said you got recruited into mortgages. You've written a book called Awaken the Queen Within. How did you get to the place where, you know, you we're okay making all these pivots to go try and do new things because a lot of times it's scary to change, especially like completely different industries. You went from insurance to mortgages and now you're an author and a speaker and a coach. Well, see, that's the thing. Actually, personal development has been the biggest constant in my life. I've changed careers. However, I've never changed my continued education and continued pursuit of growth in personal development. And that's always been my passion. And I got certified as a NLP master practitioner about eight years ago. And I, at one point, when I first got into mortgages, I had the worst experience with my first job in mortgages. I was like, I actually quit cold turkey without having a plan. I was an account executive. I wasn't even licensed as a loan officer. And the bank that recruited me was a new bank. They couldn't close the loans. It was just horrible. And I said, I can't, I can't sell this. I cannot sell something that I know is not a good product, regardless whether I'm new, it's my integrity and it's my word, it's my reputation. So I quit and I said, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do coaching because. I love this. And I knew that regardless if I wasn't in a position financially thriving, that I could still help people because it's their beliefs that we're going to reprogram. They have nothing to do with mine. And it's a system that you follow. However, still, you know, I was broke. So I was attracting broke people who wanted my coaching, but didn't have money to pay me. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. I know too much to know that this is how it's going to be because you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. Right. So I said, okay, fine. Let me put this on the side and focus on on becoming successful or and even forget about that. Focus on becoming successful. I'm like, I need to make money now. (laughs) You know, I need to pay my rent. I have my kids. I don't have the time to build a business and make money in two or three years. So personal development and coaching has really been the core. And even throughout my years in mortgages, What you're mentioning of doing all those other things to stay sane in this world was always a battle with, in general, with like the people around me, because it was like, well, Melissa, you need to work more. Well, you need to do open houses on the weekend. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, no, I need to be with my kids on the weekends because that's when I have them. They're with me Thursday through Sunday, and I'm going to work my ass off. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and half of Thursday, and whatever I can do and squeeze in Thursdays and Fridays. 
And, you know, basically I went against the normal or what you're supposed to do. However, you know, or like I would leave at 6.30. No, I'm like, I got to go to my jujitsu class. I was doing jujitsu back then. And then my, like my manager would be like, well, you know, that's why. And I'm like, no, like all of these other aspects of my life are non-negotiables. My health is non-negotiable. I must like for me to look good and feel good with myself, it's important. And to have the time with my kids and to have the time to go to yoga and meditate and de-stress from all the stress from all these deals, you know, and stay sane. So my progress, I believe it was slower than it could have been had I maybe just focused 100% just on the business. However, my intention was I want to build this on bricks, not on sand. And I knew that eventually, because it would be inevitable if I kept doing these things, eventually I'm going to get to where I want to get. But when I get there, I'm going to be able to savor it because all the other aspects of my life are solid. My health is solid. My emotional health is solid. My spiritual health is solid. My relationship with my kids is not like, oh, I didn't see them because I was working every single day of the week. And now they don't even know who I am. Right. So that's my philosophy. That's my philosophy in life. Got it. And so you tuck us in and then you left out. So you quit the job, right? And then you didn't have another plan. How did you get out of that? Because you decided <laughs> not to do the coaching because you were attracting the wrong client. Like how <laughs> you got to close the window. That's so funny that you're actually catching on that and digging into it because literally that's been the story of every single thing that I did. I just jumped. It's kind of like I just jumped and I don't know if the parachute is going to open or not. I'm just hoping for the best. <laughs> so, well, in this case, I quit because it wasn't an option for me to stay. It just wasn't working. I'm not going to be in sell, going to sell one more loan that I know I, I'm not even going to be able to close purposely. So one of the guys that I had met as the people that I would go visit, he told me, why don't you get your license? And I said, okay, it's a long cycle for mortgages. It's like by the time you get your license, by the time you get a, a client, by the time they're in escrow, by the time you close, by the time you get paid, that's like a three, four month cycle. And it was very nice. And he helped me and he gave me an advance. I remember he's like, here, I have, I'll give you an advance $5,000. And I'm like, oh, thinking, okay, he's going to give me an advance every month. No, it was a one time. <laughs> so then after that, you know, it was really, it was hard. I was catching up. By the time I would get paid on one deal, I already had it spent. And it was to pay all the things that I already, you know, owed to people or to things. And, you know, it was a catch up game. And I honestly, I started selling before I was licensed, you know, and I would be in front of a realtor and I'm like, oh, you know what? That's a great question. Let me get the answer for you because I really didn't know, didn't really know much, but I just went for it before I was even ready, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think you knew the intention or the essence of what you were trying to accomplish. And I don't think that was very clear in the first time you went through the story. And it was just figuring out the mechanism, as you mentioned earlier, how am I actually going to get this done? And trusting that the people that showed up were the people who were the one who should help you along the way. Because 
think there's yeah. guides in every situation. And so you met somebody who was generous enough to give you an advance. They believed in your capacity to sell. And you kept going down the path until you got to the place where you were doing all the things. And not only that, but I think you could tell that that person was really interested in you because they were asking you to advance yourself, right? Get your own license versus staying an account executive and be relying on other people. You have the skills, you have the capacity. I see more for you than what you see for yourself. And, you know, I suspect at that point, you weren't even thinking about getting your license. It was just, you know, kind of out there. Yeah, it just happened. And and that's really been the story of my life. Everywhere I went, there was always someone that presented an opportunity to me. And then I just basically had to decide and say, okay, do I take the opportunity or do I not? And and so with him, you know, that happened. And then I got this one refinance that was like my first refinance. And then I met someone that he was like, you know what? I need someone like you to partner up with. Let's go 50-50. I'll be on the field. I'll be talking to the clients. I'll send you all the documents. And basically, you know, I gave my work away for free a lot or not for free, but um, a lot less at the beginning because it was 50% was better than 100% of nothing, right? So you know, that was how I got experience. And there was always someone that believed in me along the way. That's really the truth. And there was always someone that saw something in me that caused them to present an opportunity. Like when I did the personal development courses, the area director, while I was doing the 90 day program, she offered me a job to work there for the company. And I did for two years. And then after that, I said, I quit. I go to, there was no more room for growth. And after that, everything, the insurance person, somebody kept being after me for two years, trying to recruit me to go into insurance. And then when I was in insurance, then I was at a networking event and the guy that was the sales manager for this mortgage company saw me there and he recruited me from there. And it's just been the story of my life, really, to take the opportunities as they come. Wonderful. And so. You know, we're coming down to the close of the conversation and we've got, I think I'm going to ask you the final four. Yeah, we've got the final four. And the first one is, you know, what's the biggest difference in your approach to life today versus back when you were crawled up in a ball and wondering whether or not you wanted to keep going on the journey? Yes, that's a great question. I just don't allow myself to go there anymore. I've realized that we are addicted to our emotions, that emotions are chemicals, and that literally our brain, it becomes addicted to whichever emotions we are most familiar with. Could be anger, it could be sadness, it could be fear, it could be whatever. The effect of the emotions produce chemicals in our brain just like a drug. So... One of the things that I started doing, and I don't know if you've ever heard of Abraham Hicks. No? Okay. She wrote the book of the law of attraction and Abraham Hicks, they have so many videos on YouTube. Basically, it teaches you to redirect, 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 redirect your thoughts every time that you're going on the negative path. So I literally became obsessed with that. Like anytime I would be 
in a downward spiral, I would play one of her videos and it helps you to, instead of trying to feel better about the subject that you feel bad about, to just feel neutral about any other subject, which is just basically just change your vibration, not about that. And so I start, stop trying to make that feel better and just go for it, for anything that feels better. And so I really started applying myself to that. I really stopped talking to friends in the sense of like, no, anything that happens bad to me, I don't talk to anybody. I would literally feel like I was calling my best friend and play one of Abraham Hicks. So she was my best friend. It's a woman, even though she goes by the name of Abraham. It was like, I feel bad. And instead of calling someone to vent and make the problem bigger, then I would listen to her and help me make the problem smaller. And I just kept doing that and doing that. And I started doing access bar sessions as well, which is energy therapy. And basically now not allowing myself to be in that space because I realize it's a choice. And I realized that sadness, it feels good sometimes. Like you want to soak in and just like, oh yeah, you know, like, and then when you realize that it's a choice and that you have the option to snap out of it and then, okay, is this what I really want to feel? Okay, maybe I do. Let me cry and make a pity party for 30 minutes and that's it. And then I snap out of it. So just really realizing that it's a choice and that it doesn't have to be that way. You dropped the knowledge bomb there. In fact, I think we're going to give him one, right? Like the fact that it's a choice. We get to decide how we feel about the things that have happened. And we also get to decide how long we feel that way is something that can free so many people. You know, it's always interesting when you hear somebody say, I can't control my emotions. It just is what it is. It's just not true. And the other thing too, is I started adopting this method in my mind. That is, what is the worst thing that could happen? And once I got to the, what is the worst thing that can happen? Then, okay, well, I guess the worst thing that can happen is still, I'm still going to live. So when I was in those moments, it was like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I could get evicted and then da 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 and I become homeless. Like my worst thing that could happen was I'll be homeless. And then once I got to that point, I'm like, well, if I'm homeless, then at least my kids can go live with their dad. They won't be homeless. So it's just me. I'll still survive. I can rebuild, you know, like it was like that going through that scenario, you know, and it really applies in everything. And it's just going through that. It's a very good, powerful exercise that I use all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I, I call it fear setting. Right. And at the end of the day, you realize like the likelihood of the worst thing happening is really, really small. And so <laughs> why aren't you moving? Right? Yes. So. What dream are you most focused on catching next? Which dream? Mm-hmm. In really becoming a well-known speaker and really spreading this message, you know, for people to not only wake up, however, commit, commit to growth and commit to taking charge of their life and knowing that it can be however they want it to be. And that dream is really being an inspirational, transformational coach and making a dent and impacting people's lives, women's life, and not just women, people in general. And I'm in the process right now of creating my first online course 
She's going to be with 10 women at the time. So it's going to be an NLP breakthrough. I'm going to walk these women through an NLP breakthrough in a period of 90 days. And that's the dream that I'm actively right now creating and bringing into life and into existence. Got you. Look at you. This is awesome, Melissa. I want to just throw a little bit of love on you because I think so many people just quit, right? They fold up the tent, they get in the middle of battle and they decide that it's too hard and they're just not going to do it. It's so much easier just to be in your comfy home with your nice snuggly blanket and a cup of warm tea or coffee or hot cocoa, whatever your preference is. And you decided to stay out there and be a warrior. And for that, I think your kids are going to have an example that they can aspire to be. And I think if we're able to do that for our kids, then I don't know what a greater honor there is. So I, I, again, I just want to thank you for being so courageous and being willing to follow your intuition to get to the place that you are so that you have the actual story to help people get to where they're going, which thank you. is going to be absolutely amazing. The last question that I ask, and I always ask the listener or the guest is what's the one thing you want listeners to take away from our conversation today? I would say the message is what are you going to do different? What are you committing to do? I don't care what it is. Basically, you could go to the my website and go to the resources where I list all the different things that I've done. And even though I personally could do NLP breakthroughs, you know, sell you a course, a book, whatever, I don't really care. I don't care if it's with me or with somebody else. I just, as long as you do something, that's it. So if I could say one thing, it's like, what are you committing to do differently that is going to propel your growth from now on? And it doesn't have to be you're going to commit to that forever. Then, okay, commit to that for one year. And then now do something different. Just keep exploring the things that are non-tangible, that it's on growth, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, as a priority in life. Love it. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story. I think the listeners are going to be truly blessed for taking the time to listen to the episode. One last question. How can they find out more about you and what you have going on? Yeah. So my website, the www.queenlatina.com and also Instagram, the Queen Latina underscore Facebook, Melissa Barba. And that's, that's really where you can find me the most, Instagram, Facebook, and my website. Awesome. We'll get it linked up in the show notes. Melissa, thank you so much. And to the listeners. Thank you, Jerome. I really want to thank you so much for your invitation. I also want to tell you, I love your energy. It's like so grounding, so soothing. It's kind of like, I feel I'm playing jazz in a conversation. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like, I felt like we were just flowing and just, I really enjoyed being here with you and having this talk. And thank you for allowing me to share my message with your listeners and with your audience and keep doing the good work. Keep up the good work. They are ours, right? You're here to share and we trust the people who are coming through to guide us through. And so again, thank you so much. And to the listeners, your dreams should be real. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. 
perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real. <laughs>